What up, y'all? You're now listening to Infused Influence, where we're infused by weed culture, cannabis business, and its politics through conversations with special guests. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, all right. We are back with another episode of Infused Influence. What's up, Rayvon? Hey, yo. What's good? Now, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty solid. Happy to be back with our guest here, our special guest. And of course, we're picking up from last week. We are joined with Devin from Rolling Relief, and we are also joined with Caroline from STEM. Hi. What up, guys? Yo. Little clap there. Little clap. So in our last episode, we were talking about, um, we were just getting into operations, kind of like the cannabis side, after picking up from Caroline's um, experience of going through this whole debacle with the HCAs in her city of Haverhill, and now we have Devin who is, uh, tell us a little bit about your business, where you are, um, and, and kind of all that stuff, geographically, and you know, just how things have been. Yeah, so my name of my business is Rolling Relief. That's Relief, R-E-L-E-A-F. Uh, we are a marijuana delivery operator based in the city of Newton, Massachusetts. Newton is a city 10 miles west of Boston. Uh, we commenced operations in February of this year, becoming the city of Newton's first black-owned cannabis business, equity business, and delivery business. Ooh, I knew it. Let's go. He's been working on that, bro. Well, I, yeah. Well, that was I, less than 30 seconds. That's pretty well, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I more knew that your uh, oh, the claps was coming. It was coming, bro. The claps was coming, bro. Yeah. Black-owned equity. Come on now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think they, like, how, how, were, how was the city? Were they like, yes, we need more black owners in this Probably in just in general, like there's probably not many black owned businesses in Newton. There's a mix, um, you know, because when it came to getting an HC in Newton, they laid out the process very well, very streamlined, mm. and they took into consideration if the applicant is an equity applicant or not. Right. Um, and so that was good. Um, the real pushback was from the local residents. The neighbors, bro. <laughs> not <laughs> my backyard. The neighborhood association, <laughs> the volunteer group of people that don't get paid to do what they do, but they do it anyway. Right, right. Just because they've lived there and felt like they need to be in power. A hundred percent. So, you know, any applicant, regardless of license type, has to go through a community outreach meeting. And that's when you put an ad in the local paper two weeks prior to this meeting. And then you tell them your location, your hours of operation, and how you plan to keep your hand, product out of the hands of minors. So because of COVID, you know, we could do it over Zoom. So because people in that community were technology illiterate, we had to do two community outreach meetings. Wow. We did one virtual and then one in person a week apart from each other. Really? Wait, and was that at the request of the city? Neighborhood Association. What about the bylaws of having to do it two weeks in advance why couldn't you just record it and just you get what i'm saying like have an in-person one that was on zoom that's what they wanted yeah the city this is the people we wanted and you know i asked my attorneys what should i do they're like yeah just do what they want if you want to get through even though they don't have any power right you know what i'm saying i just wanted to show them you know i'm i have nothing to hide i'm a good person right right so our community outreach meeting the virtual one i have my attorneys do most of my speaking for me because that's what they're there for and so obviously there's a neutral moderator and people type questions into the chat and they get read out loud. Um, some lady in the audience talking to me was like, who is this kid? Is he just like the token face of the company or something? <laughs> like, she said that? Yeah, she typed that in. And then, Yo, she reali- and then she realized the lady was reading everything out loud. She's like, is she gonna read everything out loud? When she realized yeah. like, she typed that in. Yeah. And, uh, I've, then, I've been asked if I was the owner on paper before. 
Yeah. Frustrating question. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, was I had to go off professionally. I was like, I literally helped create this license type that I have right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so, you should have shut a cheer. You'd be like, yeah, my feelings. Yeah, no, <laughs> like we've been through a lot, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like my father was part of the busting back in you know the 80s. You know the forced segregation where they had to take kids from Roxbury or Charlestown, have men throw bricks at the bus, chase them out of town like that. You know, so. It's all part of the game. You yeah, know, we've yeah. been through this, um, being a black man in Massachusetts. Um, but, you know, you don't let that deter you. You keep moving forward. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw a photo of your pops on your IG, bro. Yeah, Y'all look alike, bro. That's Thank God. Like that. <laughs> Shout out to Pops, I'd be bro. worried if I didn't. Shout out like, to Pops. I'd be calling my mom, like, who is this guy? <laughs> Does he smoke weed? That's the whole reason I get my love of weed from my father. You get your what weed my, from your father? My love of weed from oh, my father. Oh, love of weed, yeah, bro. Nah, That's what's Shout out to Pops, yeah. bro. Like, people would always say, you know what I'm saying, like, before I was born, like, your kid's going to come out saying blunt, 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 because it was like a, this commercial that's like, blunt, 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 like, Russ's kid is going to say blunt, 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 so, like, yeah. both sides of my family, but, like, <laughs> my mom and my dad, not my, my grandmother, Jehovah's Witness, she never liked weed, oh, well, but my mom's father loved weed, you know, he was a big hippie, all, all that. Yeah, I grew yeah. up around weed my whole life. It was never seen as a bad thing in my family because people were doing way worse things than weed. All right, right. No, I feel you, bro. No, that's dope. Um, wait, just going back to the Jehovah Witness. Was your mom, your dad's? My my dad is mom? my dad is one of nine. Uh -huh. um, he's like in the youngest boys out of all of them. Oh, so, that's crazy. Uh, my grandmother, Mary Alexander, she's about to turn ninety very soon. She's oh. from she's from down south, oh, from uh, Baltimore. Oh, oh, Baltimore? Yeah. Oh, so, my heart, bro. So she sounds like it's so warm. Right she's now. like uh, if you ever seen the show King of the Hill, she, she talks like boom. Power. You know, say I can only stand like every other every other word my grandma says. So I'm like, yep, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what show you're talking about, but just the fact that Rayvon laughed, bro, and chuckled. I, I love it. I bro. love Boom Hour. He, yeah. Like as the show goes on, you begin to understand him more and more. So I, yeah, I, I get it. And, yeah, no, there was like an episode where he's explaining. And like everyone else is talking all crazy. He's like, Can you guys stop? I'm trying to read this bang magazine. <laughs> no, 100%. I love it, bro. I love it. Yeah, no, oh I'm, my God. I'm a big King of the Hill fan. I uh, just finished the series yeah. this year, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, that. That's mad. Funny, but it was bro. dope. Yeah, but you know, she would always. I've seen her recently for the first time in a while. Um, yeah. I haven't seen her in like two or three years. She's still in Baltimore? No, she's in up in Randolph now. She lives up here. Oh, uh, no way. Uh, she, came, uh, she came up here and moved. That's how my family got into Boston because my grandma came in here from Baltimore. Right. Um, but yeah, she was never really for weed or any of that stuff but now time's gone on she's literally 90 years old she's seen a lot you know and now how we become normalized she's like yo can you get me a topical I'm like, yo, that's I, I, Ill, got, I got you, you yo know you be saying? plugging granny with yo, topicals what do you that's call your grandma I call it that's so funny you asked me that because I call that's it I call it nanny um, nanny N-U and N-Y and I'm, I'm, I'm like the only person that calls their grandma that I asked her yeah. that I'm like yo why nanny I, I, yeah, not yeah. nana not mima no people do that like ma it's just nanny you yeah 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 and she's hysterical she's still driving around she still drives yeah bro she, Yo, look, she doesn't even look 90 you should employ her you know what i'm bro. saying black don't crack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you think she'd deliver weed hell yeah she was she's yeah. funny oh, <laughs> that's my that. grandma she could get her an agent badge yeah. yes. you could ride around with your grandma bro i i had a uh a woman in her 80s that was um that we got a licensed agent card when we first opened it she'd do hospitality uh and she would come in and she would it was right when we opened it was curbside only and yeah, so she yeah. would come to the door with a bag of weed that you pre-ordered and oh said have a blessed day yeah <laughs> and people were like so shocked because it's just was she on her feet all day yes what kind of shoes did she wear high heels man for real oh yeah i was thinking new balance yeah bro. high I heels I was, <laughs> new balance if i show you a picture bro. she also i'm going to show you a picture she hiked a tall mountain in europe with like her pastor like a year ago like right. in like 
Bolivia or like Bulgaria or somewhere like yeah, yeah. I think Bolivia is South America, so it's got to be Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> they have their place. Man. Yo, I need yeah. her diet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's amazing. You should have her on your show. Maybe. She'll tell you all about the intersection of cannabis in the Haverhill community because she was mad opposed initially, and she's oh, word? like our That's biggest crazy. fan and advocate now. Yep. Yeah, so my grandma it. used to be a bus driver for the T back in the day too, back in like the eighties. Bro, uh, get so her she, Asian car, yeah, bro, hundred percent. But I try, I try to, se- I try to separate family and business. You know, so kudos to people that can run their businesses with their family. I don't know, if I, I don't know if I could. Honestly. Yeah, I love my family to death, but <laughs> no, <I laughs> but you, you got to stay over there while I do my thing. Yeah, that's hilarious, bro. <laughs> you ever seen the um, Shaq was on an interview and he talked about employing his parents? Nah. No, that's not very high level, bro. That so is. it's something to consider. Even though I was kind of halfway joking, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, man, um, that was back in 2021 when we faced all that uproar right. from the community. Right. So luckily for us, I don't know who did it, but somebody in the city of Newton made cannabis delivery specifically mm-hmm. what they call a right of use, which meant we were allowed there by right, which meant we did not need to obtain a special permit. Special permit. So. Yeah. If you needed to obtain a special permit in the city of Newton, you have to go get a two-third majority approval from the city council. Mm-hmm. And that's what the I the city council, all three of the city councilors in our local local area did not give us a single letter of support. One of them even saying they don't believe our location meets the spirit of the zoning. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Like you're the one that made the zoning. I'm, right. I'm just going where so you told me. I'm literally going where you told me to go. So you, yeah. I didn't reply to them because I wasn't going to say anything We can tell them nice. about their spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know what that means. Yeah. So um, a condition of the special permitting process for cannabis businesses in Newton is that the city council also gets to dictate your hours of operation. Mm-hmm. So there's four retail currently operating in the city of Newton. And uh, quick question. Let me interject real quick. Did they did they have to go through special permit? They do, right? Because yeah, they're, yeah. they're retail. So retail. because yeah. we're a delivery, we didn't need a special permit. We needed to deal right. with the city council. They right. have no say in anything we do. Right. But the retail is the exact opposite. So there's four currently operating. Um, and so their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 9, p- 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Sundays, everyone's only open from noon to 6 p.m. So because we get to open up our own hours right. on Sundays, we're open from noon to 9 p.m. Right. So when it comes to, when six, so when 6 p.m. hits on Sundays in Newton, we're the only people open for the next three hours. You know what I'm saying? We can come straight to your crib. So why is it that you have to abide by the noon? Why can't you do like eight to nine or nine to nine? On That's Sunday? state laws. So no, I create my own laws. I create my own time. Right. But state, the state says we can only be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Right. So what about so, Sunday though? Why don't you open at what are you talking about? I'm open, I just told you I'm open until noon, until nine on Sundays. Right. So that's following. No, that's me. Oh, oh so he yeah, decides. So the business I'm, I'm open. Well, that's why I'm, I'm open noon to nine. But, 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 but everybody else. In Haverhill, where uh, we can't else. open before yeah. twelve o'clock on Sundays. That's a, right. a local ordinance. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so your business decision is not to open up at eight or nine on Sunday. Your no. business decision. We're not open up till noon all the time because with delivery, you know, gotcha, saying, gotcha. no one's come ordering deliveries at eight a.m. Right, nine a.m. Right. So when we come in for work, we already have all these orders lined up because people already placed their orders because they had time, you know, because it's noon right, at that time. Right. So we can just hit the road running. Oh, so every day, every day, you're you're every noon, noon to, to nine to nine noon gotcha. to nine p.m. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But we you know we've been lobbying the CCC to allow us to stay open. Past nine, um, you know, right. there's certain retails and certain municipalities open until midnight. You know? Dude, and I still don't get that because, from my understanding, the state law for retail was eight a.m. to eleven p.m. Right? So how is it someone's open till midnight? I don't understand that. I don't know. Uh, Grease and palms. Politics is a crazy game. So, 
<laughs> what do you? What is your thought, Caroline? Don't comment. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I? Am I like off on that? No, thought? no. I I say no comment because I am with you that some people play in a gray area and some people don't. Right. I am of the belief that you shouldn't play in the gray area because there's so much at stake. There's a responsible way that you can run your business in line with, right. you know, compliant factors. But um, so I think you should just follow the rules. Yeah, but the rules are 11 p.m. No, I, I think so. I think I think it is. I'm not sure of that either. Because when yeah, we were on the don't, line the other day, well, I looked it up, bro, and I was like, "Where is no, it? It doesn't most, say it in the CMR." A lot of it goes down to the municipality, but right. like my municipality can only go till 9, 9 p.m. Right. My right. municipality says 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, 9 yeah. to 9. But I know a bunch yeah. of people that open till 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people get amended hours a lot of the times in Boston as in, well. Oh, I was gonna say Newton. They stay later than Boston. No, Newton. Nine's the latest you can stay open across yeah. all license types. Um, Man, but if the state said we could stay open later than right. nine, then we can dictate that because we don't have a special permit and city council can't tell us what to do. Right, right, right. So the city council wants anything from me. Yeah. <laughs> what about, um? so um, we were talking about Caroline in the last episode about, um, you know, the host agreement and the fees and stuff. Yeah. Did you experience that? And I know this isn't your only, or this isn't your first stint, much like it wasn't mine. Worcester wasn't my first. You were in like middle... Middleborough. Right, That's right. what we're gonna. If everything, talk, yeah. Talk about that with us. You want to talk about Middleborough first? But, but it, regardless, HCA process or Middleborough, whatever. Night and day compared to Newton. Yeah. So. Tell us like we're five years old. Any cannabis business that wants to operate in Massachusetts has to get local approval, and in the state, it's called host community agreements. Basically, saying you're going to pay them three percent of your annual gross sales over a number of years. Right. It used to be five, but now it's to eight. Eight right. years now. Um, Is there non-applause music? Previously. Wait. They increased it, bro. It's yeah. eight years now. Wait, you're dropping some knowledge that I might not have been yeah, aware. Yeah, it's not great. So you said <laughs> it used to be only for three years, even though host agreement is no. five years. It used to be five. Now. Oh, it's used eight. to be five. Now okay, it's okay. eight. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. So before. There was no current oversight of these agreements, right. so they were ripe for extortion. Right, right. Now the CCC, they're currently going through a regulatory process where they can have oversight of these nefarious agreements. Right. So when I did a community outreach meeting down in Middleborough, I said a virtual one, only one person showed up. Yeah, that's sick. I did. <laughs> I think I might have the record for the fastest community outreach meeting. I did 12 slides in 11 minutes when I was down in when I was down Who's in tracking this, bro? when I was down in Middleborough. I set a record for then. You There's your applause right there. But then, yes, you know what I'm saying. The fastest. So what, what had happened? Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> what had happened in Middleborough was this landlord I was dealing with. He had like 75 acres of land. He was building what he called a cannabis campus, putting all these businesses on one plot of land. Yeah. So we went through the process. We got our HCA, um, and then the guy was like, "Hey, I want you to sign a ten-year lease, and mm. I'm only giving you four walls and a roof, and I'm the general contractor, and you can't bid it out to anybody else." Like, Sounds like more extortion. So I was like, "All right, yeah, hold on, let me just get this LOI signed real quick." So we got the LOI. We used that to start the process. Mm-hmm. CCC, you know, um, we got our HCA. So we submitted everything. Um, and so we, what we did moving forward is we did a change of location. We mm. transferred um, our HC, uh, provisional license from Middleborough up to Newton, but we had to get a new HCA right. with Newton first. Mm-hmm. So I remember when you were going through that process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt like you were Painful. posting updates all the yeah, time. Yeah, no. I, at this point in time, I wasn't because I was just so like tapped in. I didn't want right. people, I didn't want people to get you know 
deferred from going after the process, right? Mm-hmm. If like, oh, if these people are having a hard time doing it, what, what chance do I stand? You know, I didn't want to get it. I didn't want anybody to get deterred. You know, I wanted to show them the positive. Um, but when we came time to do our Newton meeting, you know, Newton they have a host community agreement advisory board made up of people from the planning department, the law department, the zoning department. So you presented them as well after mm-hmm. you do your community outreach meeting. And then they give a recommendation to the mayor if you should move forward or with you or not. Um, Who, who's the mayor? Ruth Ann Fuller. Shout the mayor of Newton. And I'm pretty sure she's like the president of the Mass Municipal Association right now, too. Is That sounds interesting. Conflicting interests, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us, about but the, tell us about that organization, you know, if you have. Mass Municipal Association are a bunch of crooks. Um, they like to extort cannabis companies. They claim to be for equity, but they are not. Um, mm-hmm. When we created this delivery license type that is known as the marijuana delivery operator, they were wicked opposed to it, along with the Commonwealth Dispensary Association. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay HDA fees, right? When you're a retail, but when you're a delivery company, we can serve multiple municipalities, but we only pay HDA fees to our host municipality. Right. So we do business in Boston, Waltham, Cambridge, but the only people seeing money from us are Newton. Right. The Mass Municipal Association has the um, audacity <laughs> yeah. to um, get involved with the business that, um, or an industry rather, on behalf of cities and towns to basically tell them that they can take as much money from them as as they want right right because we somehow owe it to the community mm-hmm. and so they have um you know armed cities and towns with this false sense of security and i think an ego boost entitlement that entitlement <laughs> that mayors like mine right. unfortunately in the city of haverhill mayor fiorentini um has latched onto that yeah. was like an ego boost for him. I can take as much as I want from these operators, right. um, and then you know proceeded to do just that. You know, oh no, no, I was told this was okay by right. you know KP Law and KP Law and the Mass Municipal Association uh, are yeah. are joined at the hip. I've seen some of those. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think if you don't if you don't know that that's what's at play, but the reason that we're in such a bad situation with the host community agreement situation and that the cities and towns can get away from that. This was a last minute addition to the legal language before the law passed back in 2016. 2016. It was a last minute addition by the Mass Municipal Association, last minute, you know, Mm -hmm. request on behalf of communities that they take more, um, that that we're in the situation that we're in. So um, they're the the very group that's advocating for the law not changing and, you know, Mm -hmm. operators like Devin and myself trying to advocate for the change, um, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to benefit the types of licenses that, you know, we all have. Right. Yeah. Would you say, um, so you mentioned, it's just, crazy you so you said your mayor's possibly involved or is involved <laughs> i mean she i haven't i've never spoken to her directly yeah she's, she's never given us any gripes yeah any backlash in terms uh, of like the fees that you're paying right or i will, we'll, I will we'll say we'll we, we, we just got our first email from the city of newton yeah a couple of weeks ago looking for those fees because we haven't paid three percent we haven't paid any to this point but we're a marijuana delivery operator like people don't even know we exist right. we're not even there like, there's a city councilor that lives three houses down from us, and she asked us when we're going to commence operations. So I was like, I've been in operation for six months. <laughs> Wait, so they, so, the, so they, I mean, and you don't have to disclose if you don't want. So they're, they're asking for 3%. 
not three percent exactly. I, I, uh, I, I, but I have they have not presented me with a line item list of how I'm I'm affecting the city of Newton by me being operational. So it's not it's not three percent. They're just asking for a, a sum, essentially like one sum. Because yeah. that's what Worcester Worcester's done. We, I mean, yeah, we pay them yeah, exactly. A couple they, of they, do, do they give they you receipts? Mm. Worcester give you receipts? I mean, when I write a check, yeah, they'll give me a receipt, yeah. but it's not going to be itemized. Yeah. That's what I'm same. saying. So like that's why this new law is coming into effect because right. like where's this going to like. Up in Haverhill, they're saying because Caroline exists, domestic violence has increased. Like, yo, they a pot shop is here, so I'm gonna go they home. Said that, and dude? Like, they sure did. No, I have. Yo, that is sad, two dude. Two letters written by the city solicitor. Stop. Um, it. alleging that because of Stem's operations, um, domestic oh, issues have my increased. Um, my heart. Drug dude. use in youth, supposedly, according to the city of Haverhill, has. <sighs> increase because of our business and there's been a need for eight hundred thousand additional dollars to be added to the police budget according to the uh mayor's office dude and you this have is, this this is real bro. this is yeah. all part of this our is, litigation this is all real life yeah. stuff this is this stuff is that she real. lives oh this is everyday dude. stuff you know so some municipalities differ obviously yeah um, some are harsher than others yeah. but um yeah that was not even not even a hey congratulations for getting open like we were the first black owned right. business that opened during black history month nobody sent over an email a letter yeah. an edible arrangement like nothing <laughs> Devin, i'm gonna send you an edible yeah. arrangement those are my favorite <laughs> yo ravon this is usually where i start to feel like I just want to sell weed. Why is it so complicated to sell weed? Because dude? the government gets involved. It's necessary thing. Like huh? all this, <laughs> like why can't we just treat our customers right, treat our community right? But here we are dealing with local politics, sometimes over regulations at the state level. Exactly. And extortion, dude. Like what? Other businesses don't go through that. They don't go through this. Liquor like, stores, pharmacies, they don't have to go through. You know this what? Stuff. We've been, all we were asking all along is for cannabis businesses to be treated like any other business, any other business, and that's just not what's happening. Right. So I think it's an incumbent upon all operators that are, you know, in that situation to to try to hold their cities and towns accountable as best they can. But it's it's tricky because, uh, you know, there's fear of retaliation. There's mm. fear of so much because. The way that this has been set up from the beginning has given cities and towns too much power. Right, right. And so they've felt that power, and therefore there's still power imbalance. So how are you supposed to, you know, step up and, and then, you know, if you do step up, then you're, you know, succumbed to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in legal fees. Right, right. So yeah. where's where's the balance, and what what do you what do you care about most? And, and then people wonder why there's not that many equity in black-owned businesses open because they make right. the process so damn hard right, like right. i know all of us in this room's taken us multiple years to commence operations it took me three years personally i know it took mm. you three years plus i know it took you multiple years yeah. then you have states like oklahoma who don't have any municipal control down in oklahoma all you need to get a license is twenty five hundred dollars in a heartbeat and you're good all right all right yo that is kind of crazy man so do you think um and just going back and we can change subjects after but like all right, so they sent you a letter recently. Like, how do you think this is all going to, like, when it comes a year that you're in operation, or where do you think you, you, you'll be, essentially, in terms of with the local government? Well, it's, it's funny because former Governor Baker, you know, passed this big reform law last August. It took effect November of last year, you know. So this law is in effect. Right. The CCC isn't choosing to enforce it until May 2024, which is very troublesome. Right. Although we might hear more about that in the coming days as to whether, you know, right. clarification on that. But I think the looming gray area is when when do the right. regulations, uh, when place. do they have, 
you know, a jurisdiction right. from from what what's the date? Right. And right now it's proposed May of next year, but do, isn't it within their wherewithal? We'll see to yeah. change that date and right. and. and some questions were asked at the CCC meeting last week um, during p- different people's testimony. I know Devin and myself both both testified, um, but people were asking why not the st- why not the day that Governor Baker signed the law into effect? Why couldn't it? Right. Why can't it be? Why can't that be assumed the date that you have to actually start following the rules? And then other people pointed out, even though these reforms have taken place. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the law also clear in the beginning? It, it, the original law does say that cities and towns need to disclose right. the accounting and the receipts for these supposed alleged costs that they're occurring because of businesses like Devon and yours, Ulysses, and, and my business, STEM. So I think you know, we need a lot more clarity from the CCC, and it will be a really... Um, interesting time for us to watch going forward of how they choose to get involved um, with the municipal process. So can you, can you guys talk about just, you mentioned Governor Baker last November. What exactly did he change and how does that impact it was the huge. industry? It was, it was a big, huge reform bill that did multiple things. One of them being HCA reform, another mm-hmm. one being municipal, municipal equity. How can we improve, you know, equity at the municipal level, right. um, social consumption, cannabis cafes, and it also set up the creation of the Cannabis Social Equity Trust Fund, which once it comes online, will be able to give equity applicants low interest loans and grants. Word. That's yeah, special. yeah, it's 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 really exciting. But I think you know, as I mentioned last week, the devil's always in the details, right? So mm. we have to wait to see how the CCC is then going to interpret that. Um, and then pass along those regulations to the operator so that it actually doesn't do the things of harm that it was doing previously. So right. I guess that's the part that we have to wait and see, but I'm really excited for the change and to have someone finally that, you know, the CCC that can get involved and kind of manage these um, disputes between operators and the municipalities because ultimately it's the pay-to-play operator that is going to benefit from working closely with municipalities and municipal power. And it's the equity operators that need the agencies and the independent operators that need the CCC to intervene to stop that pay-from-play mentality wreaking havoc on this industry. Yeah, exactly. it should be the opposite. We shouldn't be paying them anything. No, it's I, crazy. I, I like, even think that we shouldn't even be charging our customers taxes. Like, <laughs> Just like the medical program. <laughs> the city they don't of, charge taxes. The city of Medford, as part of their application process, they want people to build like blue black stations, build performing arts centers, buy police cruises, and all that stuff. Yeah, so like, yeah. what equity applicant can do that? <laughs> I don't think any business should no. do that. Yeah, it's so, crazy. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, once all, once all this gets sorted out and the dust clears, we need to come for that money that we pay because I know the city of Boston gave refunds to their people for their impact fees. Yeah. So now we're like, we need to come for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, com- I'm coming for it. Told me something like I'm that, bro. Right. I saw a customer. He was like, "Yo, make sure y'all get y'all money back when the state you like give like, you guys what? money." And he's like, "Make sure you pass it on to the customers." And I'm like, "This is the first I'm hearing of it, brother." And he's like yeah. an older gentleman. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "It's coming. Make sure you pass it back." And yeah. I was like, "Cool. Have a great day." Yeah. Wow. Dude, shout out to Boston, right? Boston. 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 Shout out to Boston. Yeah. Boston's and doing the right thing. The, you, know? you know, the neighboring town to Haverhill, the community that I'm having so much um, you know, difficulty navigating, mm-hmm. they never even collected the impact fees in the first place. The mayor yeah. in that community has been on record and in the press of saying that she's, she's got nothing to correlate it with. Why right. was she? I think she charged a $400 um, receipt was the only receipt that she could correlate to what the bill, and that was one legal bill she had. Right. To, so that's an honest community right, right, that's right. right next to the community that I'm in that says police 
fees are up eight hundred thousand. Yeah, not, that's not wild. because of of all the different businesses, because of STEM's business, Dude, my business. That is on and a piece I'm of paper, having, and they really try to justify that. Oh yeah. No, did that's, the paper smell like poop? Because it came out of someone's butt. <laughs> 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 that's good. Yo, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I we got to do a follow up, Rayvon. <laughs> For real, because we got, it sounds like February is the date for your year anniversary, so it we're going to get your flowers yeah. and edible rings. And I'm getting sure. you an edible rings, right, whether and you like it or not. Your, your proceedings take place in February. Yeah, and then we got to, I, I will, uh, I'll text you after Wednesday, too, and let you know about how the Dobert Lanigan hearing goes. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, our, our two expert witness testimonies um, going head to head, and we'll see what the judge has to say about that. I'm very interested. Dude, well, you guys, clap it up for you guys. We really appreciate you guys sliding through and we will definitely do a follow-up for sure because i'm sure our listeners are really really on the edge of their seats much like i am right now <laughs> so we'll have an update in march yeah something <laughs> like that all right you guys have just been infused thank you guys again thank Devin you and caroline caroline pino <laughs> got Devin alexander the great of course and rayvon getting ready for the season <laughs> yeah he's Putting an all-star so you guys have just been infused peace